thank you that you're here. I was standing on the platform in the Philippines with a few thousand people and start singing how great thou art. It's amazing how people in all kinds of different languages start singing. Stood in the heart of a coffee plantation in the midst of a communist regime in Vietnam and start singing about this beautiful name. Suddenly hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Vietnamese people who cannot understand the word English. That happened a few months ago. Start singing. Oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder, we can just say how great. I've learned on this journey that I'm traveling in, it's never how good we are. Not your degree, not your title, not what money you have, what car you drive, how much diamonds you have in your false teeth. If it's a guest week, a Louis Vuitton week, or it's just a Chinatown week, or Ali Fruit Shops here from the Blue Winkle that doesn't mean anything. What's important tonight is to understand when our human ability fails, when you're in the weakest moment of your life, that's when you're actually the strongest. That's why let the weak say, I am strong. Every day is a mercy day. Every day is a glory day. Next year when we celebrate this Christ feast, some of us may not be here. We may have changed addresses, been eternity. But while we're here, let's make the best, live life to the full. Be everything God designed you to be. Never on this journey, especially in this time frame that we are in, think less about yourself than what God thinks about you. That's why tonight I want to lead you to the place, and we've seen the little clip there where the wise men came where Jesus was born. Now one scripture declares they came with frankincense and mirror and gold. And the reason is you never appear before the king empty-handed. I've learned this journey whenever I visit ministers that's older than me. I never appear before them empty-handed because I acknowledge greatness. I'm in the presence of greatness. There's nobody greater than what we have experienced that the Lord Jesus Christ was born 
And he was born for a very divine reason. Nothing in your life and in my life happens without there's a purpose. It will either destruct you or it will catapult you in dimensions that you've never been in before. When Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law, that means spiritual death. We don't need to slaughter animals anymore. The blood of calves and whatever lambs, he became the lamb. So he redeemed us from spiritual death. Then he redeemed us from sickness and diseases. Isaiah prophesied, and he said he took all our infirmities, every sickness. Outside this building, a man died during our revival, and people ran out and resurrected. They flew a man in from Ghana. He was sitting in that section, brain tumor, busy dying. They took him out of Durbanville Hospital that night. That was the same night when the reporters we hear from the Bergen newspaper to write up a negative story. That night, the power of God hit the man from Ghana. And when the power of God hit him, I did not know it was the reporter. This man was with the camera and undercover. The Lord said, lay hands on that man. And the next moment, the chairs were different. The power of God hit the reporter from the burger. And when he stood up, he said, what happened with me tonight answered seven million questions that we never as the media had the answers. The man with the brain tumor, busy dying, went back to Durbanville Hospital. And that week... They release him and say, we don't know what went wrong from last week, the diagnosis and the prognosis, but there's nothing wrong. We cannot find any trace of cancer. Christ redeemed us from the curse so that we can walk in complete health. And then he redeemed us from poverty. Poverty is a curse. This ministry are involved in what you see here tonight is a drop in the bucket. But of the multitudes whose lives are impacted on the face of the earth. Because we understand poverty will make you a prisoner of your circumstances. We were so poor when we moved to Cape Town, that's 43 years ago. We're going in our 44th year now because we arrived here this time in 1980. And uh, people said, you're never going to make it. The poor people, we didn't arrive here poor. The community made us poor. So that the poor people later on called us poor. Now you must know if a cry from Tainerus poor called you poor, how poor you are. I walked 76 miles a week with my feet. We stayed on a farm in Zondam. And uh, 
I can tell you stories upon stories. The persecution. The brake pipes that was cut. The wheel nuts turned loose. The driving shafts. They pour sugar in the petrol tank. The mayor who died last week called me in and said, I'll have you out of this town within a week. They sent the traffic department to write every car a note, a fine. The battles we face. And there was just one thing that I've learned and experienced on this journey. Christ redeemed you from that curse so that the blessing can come upon you. When God created mankind, the first words God spoke and he blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. So now I must understand when it comes to appearing before God, I can never be empty-handed. I need to come because it's his goodness. Deuteronomy chapter 8 says that you can never say it's because of your power and your ability that you accumulate wealth. But know it, it's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that gives you the power that anoints you to become prosperous in this life's journey. Why does God want to prosper you? So that you can have a nice funeral and, and uh, everybody can pat you on the back and say you've made it. No. You can have everything in the world and it can be false success. Because success is never determined by the amounts we have and the nice cars we can drive and the houses we live in or the neighborhood. That's limited. God called you to be significant, successful. To be a person of impact. When you finish this journey, whose lives did you impact and challenge that somebody say, I'm going to do better and I'm going higher? Any good leader, any good leader of a nation, of an organization, of a church. If you're a great leader, you want everybody that you lead in life, that you connect, must always do better than yourself. Otherwise, we have failed the task, what we were designed for. And because the Bible is a book of principles, it's a book of promises, it's a book of prophecy. The principle means if I do what the word tells me to do, I have access, somebody say access, to that promise of God. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will men. Men, it's not going to fall out of the sky, although I've seen money manifest in this building for a couple that needs to move back to Botswana. 
They didn't have money, and that night, it was a prayer meeting night in the revival. Supernatural. Thinks as many remember. She asked me if I lost money. Yeah, she made me aware of the money. And, uh, but when I apply the principle, I have access. Somebody say access. That's where the priestly anointing come in. You have access. You, if you're Catholic, you don't need to go through Mother Mary tonight. You have access personally to go into the presence of God. And you have access to tap into the supernatural provision of God. Because God wants you to end strong in 2023. Now, Scripture tells us the awesome story. It says, give, tell your neighbor, say give, and it shall be given back to you. The thing with giving, it's a cycle, because Scripture calls it seed. Seed in my hand, if I don't plant it, remains seed. I have all kinds of seed that I bring from different parts wherever I go. What's that stink thing that the Asians eat? Durum. Durum. I've got durum seed and I planted it and it never came up because it's in the wrong atmosphere and season. But if I dare to plant it where it's tropical, it will produce a harvest like you've never seen before. Same with money. You can do with your money whatever you want to do. Gustav, why do you talk so long? I want to help you. People sometimes accuse me and attack me by a broadcast and say, why do you spend? Because for five minutes you work 30 days a month to, with a job that stands for just over broke. Because your assignment in your life is so big, you cannot finance it yourself. You need God's supernatural intervention. If you know the budgets that we deal with here from a million or whatever, and it's, 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 it's for God, it's not a problem. So you can do with your money just what you want to do with it. But there's a truth. And God will always, always show you that his truth is greater than our truth. Because our truth is limited. If you don't believe in the power of That if you get on the roof and you want to sing, I'm going to fly away, O glory. The principle of life is going to teach you what gravity is. Well, I don't believe in gravity. Get on the roof. I'm going to show you. And you start flapping your wings and you think you are Boeing 747. The ambulance is going to pick you up here outside on the pavewalk. It's the same with the principle. If I don't apply the principle, so what time frame are we in? We are repositioning ourselves to end strong in 2023. Because seed walks into your future to produce the harvest you need. God's assignment and plan for your life 
is much bigger than what you're busy with right now. What you deal with is small change. It costs millions. You sit in a building that costs 10 million. And supernatural what God can do. And that's why, how do we get into that? When I let go what is in my hand, God is ready to let go what is in his hand. God cannot, even if he want to, he is connected to his word. Because if I don't let go, God cannot let go. And that's where a lot of believers are messing up. They do a streetwise to give me a whole bucket of Kentucky Fried Parabogies. Give me the Big Mac, but put two rennies in for the heartburn afterwards. And there's nothing wrong whatsoever you want to do. I can just teach you the principles that take you where you are, where you're supposed to go. If there's one thing in my life journey, before I finish my journey, if I can teach people, and I don't know it all, apply the principles of the word so that you can have the results of the word. Because the principle that you step into the promise that activates the prophecy. Every word from God, I came, John chapter 10, verse 10, that you might have life, and that you might have that life in abundance to the overflow. Not to no flow, not to a trickle flow, not to a little flow, but to the overflow. So how do I get out where I am? Start with the word. Say, Gustav, I start where you are. Start where you are. And the moment when you respond to the word, this is the most quiet Presbyterian, Dutch Reformed, Methodist church I've ever preached in. Because everybody stare at me like that. Let the principle of the word help you. Because it's the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. And it add no sorrow. That's why when the wise men appear and they brought all these gifts unto Jesus, because giving is always about honoring. Father, we thank you tonight for the great opportunity that we can be blessing to you and to your kingdom to impact the world. We're here tonight, not because we just here because here is here. We're here to see that we can be transformed into dimensions we've never stepped into before. And we thank you right now. Devil, you take your filthy hands off every person. You take your hands off this stuff because they are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. 
You take your hands off their families, their finances, their businesses, their future adventures. In the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. And we lose the blessing of the Lord upon each and every person during this time frame. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Thank you, ushers. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm so glad you're here. And thank you that you're here. And uh, if you're here for the very first time, just wave your hand that we can give you a God bless you. Anybody here for the very first time? Thank you, Pastor Peter. And them all the way from Pretoria, Pastor Lowe and them, thank you that you're here tonight. And every other person that's here, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. They've got all kinds of devices up there and, and uh, just step into the principle. And uh, thank you. So next Sunday morning, it's again Sunday, we had powerful services today with powerful attendance. And we start 8 o'clock in the morning, and there's 8 o'clock a service, then there's three 9.30 services, then all the 10 o'clock services. So next Sunday, it's going to be the same thing. But then we're going to be back, because that's the last day of 2023. Then we're going to be back here next Sunday night at 10.30. Somebody say 10.30. Now, I've learned, never cross over from one here into another here, without in the presence of God. That's why we call it a crossover. You step over. The principle of life is, as you exit, that's how you will enter. There's a lot of people going to be drunk and highly smoke tars and tobacco and party and jive and do all kinds and let them do what they want to do. But watch the rest of the year, the disasters that happened. Why? Because they never enter into the future with the right attitude by redeeming the time. Your most valuable thing is going to be time. There's some people, and you will hear it, they say 14,000 people dies and the road accidents and stuff. And uh, a thousand children are murdered in our area. You, you, you'll be shocked of all the stuff that's happening. And uh, make right decisions for 2023. For the believer, it's going to get better if they're in Jesus. If they're not in Jesus, like the rest of the world, it's going to be tough and difficult. But let the Lord be your anchor. Let him be the foundation that you can build on and that you can move forward in this life. And then we, of course, in 2024. Well, are you blessed tonight? Give the handsome person next to you a kiss on the left cheek and say you're awesome. Now a few husband needs to kiss their wives because I see, she said, you're in trouble. So allow me for a few minutes to share the Christmas story. Jesus is the reason for the season. It's not just presence. Your presence here is more important than the presence you give. 
Do you hear what I say? That's why it's a family season. Now, there's a phenomenal story that happened in the Bible, and let me quickly compress it. God created mankind perfect, put them in the garden, gave them a place of access, the presence to live, because we were created for God's presence. That's why dead religion cannot change a nation. They can say South Africa's 85% religion. I tell you that's penny baloney because we don't even shift the negative out of this country. It's when people are born again, when they have an encounter, when they have a relationship. So here Adam and Eve is in the garden and they, by word, God visit them and they have these awesome visitations. Genesis 2, that God gave them dominion and authority. In other words, take care of the garden, be the ruler, be the kings here. Chapter 3. Now the first mistake didn't happen on the face of the earth in the garden. The first mistake happened direct in God's presence. Pride. Satan says, and if you read the book of Ezekiel, he says numerous times, I will. Now whenever somebody say, I will, I, it's I, me and myself. And we live in that generation now where people are very selfish. It's all about I, me and myself, covet, fabricate that thing. And when Satan suddenly said, I will exalt myself, a third of the angels stepped on the booby trap and were cast out of heaven. That's where the first mistake happened. God stripped them with darkness. Now Satan is an angel without portfolio. He's a cast out one, created by God. As an archangel. And the next moment, Eve is in a place where she's not supposed to be. She's in the right place, but at the wrong tree. And this is how the enemy operates. Did God say, now, if you understand why Jesus came, because the whole creation, you will always hear, and there's a thing that I started preaching months ago or last year or whenever. Whenever you hear in Genesis 1, 2, 3, the beginning, you will hear, Lord God, Adonai Elohim. But when Satan is on the scene, he doesn't like the word Adonai, Lord. He likes people to be religious, burn incense and talk nonsense, sing three hymns and two hers, have no impact, have a show going. So Satan is there and he's with Eve. He didn't fiddle first with Adam because Adam was first, place of authority, dominion. He came to Eve, created out of the rib. That's why if you're a lady and you sit next to a man, I give you permission. Say, 
Say you created out of dirt. I'm out of bone china. I came out of bone china. I'm out of a rib. And he went for Eve. And he said, did God say? Did Elohim say? And instead of her answering, Adonai Elohim said, she left Adonai out, Lord. She said, Elohim said. And that's when he had the entrance. Because if he's not Lord, ruler, in control, you can be committed and hate every moment because you need to be surrendered. If people can surrender, there's a difference of committed. If counsel couples and they committed, but they hate each other in that commitment. But when you surrender, it means I give up my own right, my idea. And Eve stepped out of surrender. She still acknowledged God. She said, no, Elohim said we can eat of all the trees except this one. And here's the next booby trap. Satan wants to attack your identity. He brought her to the place of self-doubt. Think, ladies and gentlemen, that's one of the most dangerous places where you ever can be. When you doubt yourself. You You doubt your assignment, your calling, God's purpose for your life. And all of us, that's why there's times when the battle choose you. You don't choose the battle. And when the battle choose you because he's afraid you're going to plug in, when you plug in the source, you create the stream, the flow. Our power, Eve's power was not in the flow. She create, she tap into the wrong source and she create the wrong flow. And then she start with blaming. Adam said, it's Eve. Instead that Eve said, yes, Adam, I was wrong. She put the blame, the blaming business on the serpent. Now God is there because she's on the booby trap. Suddenly she took, but God said, surrender. Satan always wants you to touch God's portion. And then the next trouble happened, Genesis 3. God spoke to the serpent, said, from now on, you will eat dust. He said, but the seed, you see the power of seed, the word is seed, love is seed, finances is seed, everything about our life, you, you a product of seed, that you know that. You came from your daddy. You the product of seed. And that's why Satan is afraid. If you push it, God can pull it. October 28th there in Shingola, Zambia. Elsa, the toy, push. And the next moment the baby came out. That's more. 
she had to push so that God can pull. Because when God pulls you, it can only happen when you start pushing. Sometimes I wish God will grab us on the neck and say, I force you to do it. God said, no, I give you over on your will. You choose. You choose between life and death, the curse and the blessing. And the only way how you can choose the right thing is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart. And then Eve pushed in the wrong direction. Now God had to pull. And the pull was in the power of the seed. And he prophesied. Spoke a word. He said, you will bite him on the hill, but he's going to crush your head. So thousands of years went by, and we're then suddenly in the book of Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 says, there was a virgin, and she was engaged, and God, that word is very scarce in the modern time we live in. To be married to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, O favored one, endued with grace. The Lord is with you. This is how God greets you. Blessed, favored of God, verse number 28 of Luke 1, are you before all the other women. But when Mary saw him, the angel, she was greatly troubled and disturbed and confused. Whenever God has a word over your life, you try in your mind to measure up because we know ourselves better than anybody else. Did you know that? That you know. Sometimes people say things of you and you think, my Lord, if you know me like I know myself, you will say worse things than that. Help me. So the first thing that happened, this stage is that I spoke for years about this. Mary is in confused stage. Confusion goes with disturbed and troubled. Because every assignment, and I said it in the 9.30 service I did this morning, the attack on your life is about God's purpose for your future and destiny. And when the angel spoke to her, that's the prophecy of Genesis 3, the seed of the woman. Now, now woman doesn't carry seed. She carries the egg. That's why the seed Jesus came direct from heaven, God the Father. And Mary had an experience, and let me just qualify that, and she's confused at what he said and kept, kept revolving in her mind what such a greeting might mean. God, when he released the word over your life, it's because he's aware of the end product, not where you are. Come on, somebody. Because if you have to go where you are, we will never get out of the boat and start marching. Because one thing, we speak easily about death. But do you know there's a measure of fear? What happens really? And I close my eyes. 
and I exit this life because the unknown trouble us and confuse us. Now, 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 let me get to this. Her first stage, she's confused because she's troubled and she's disturbed. But the greeting from heaven was, the Lord is with you, blessed, favored of God, are you before all other women. It's amazing how we quickly can forget God's mindset about us. Because the whole idea of the Christ feast is not, and there's three things why it happens. So what happened here? And the angel said to her, God will always address the very thing that tries to keep you outside the door. Do not be afraid. Turn to somebody say, I have a word from God. I speak a prophetic word right now. Do not be afraid. Because it's our fears that keeps us prisoners and keeps us back, listen, in the danger zone that's a comfort zone. We don't like things that, even if it's uncomfortable, somebody gets comfortable living under the bridge. Somebody gets comfortable getting cold in the winter and hot in the summer, sleeping under a newspaper. It's the comfort in our situation. That will keep you because Satan is aware God wants you to push it so that he can pull it. You are arrow in God's bow that needs to hit the target in this life. Listen, family. And the angel said, do not be afraid. Fear not. For you have found grace, free, spontaneous, absolute favor, and loving kindness with God. That means hope. Somebody say hope. He says, and listen. Now here's another story. You will become pregnant. And will give birth to a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, eminent, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his forefather David. And he will reign. Say he will reign. Doesn't matter the war in, in whatever. He will reign. God will reign. Jesus will reign. Over the house of Jacob. Throughout the ages. And of his reign. There will be no end. So Mary is. Disturbed, she's in confusion state. Now the next thing, when the angel told her, imagine, you're going to become pregnant, but you're still a virgin. And it's not going to be Joseph's baby. Because now she's in such a, the tradition was, if that happened before they got married, she would be stoned to death. So here Mary is in this, and she said, 
And Mary said 34 to the angel, How can this be? From confusion, you will always move to question. It's the question that you are looking for. Because the angel told her, God gave you a word. Your battle in this life is all about the Genesis 3 prophecy. It's all about restoring back to you Adam and Eve. It was not in such a great condition than what you are because you are restored back in a greater measure. Come on. Now you are called a king. You are called a priest. You are called a ruler. You are called Adam and Eve had God for them and with them, but never God in them. Now you have God in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, what happened here? Mary is confused. She's disturbed. And God's word rattled our cage many times. When God revealed to you about your life, and they prophesied years ago, I will live more out of a suitcase and I think, wake your satan. You will fly here, XA, wake your devil. I don't even like airplane flying. I don't living out of a suitcase. I think I've been 154 times now with this trip into the U.S. since 2000, since 1996. Been in 70 different airplanes since March. Been in 10 different airplanes on this trip that I've just returned from. Because it's scary. But Satan's way, he wants to confuse you. Say, I have a calling. I have an assignment. And then she moved to question. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I have no intimacy with any man as a husband? And then the angel said to her, And here's the answer for your life's journey. Plain and simple. I don't need to give you the Greek, the Latin, the Hebrew, the Portuguese, the Korean, the Fanagalo, the Kosa, the Zulu, the Afrikaans, the English. It's very plain and simple. The promises there cause confusion because suddenly everything with your promise goes wrong. Satan is after God's word over your life. He's not interested in your car and your false teeth and your diamonds and your jewelry. He's, he used that as an avenue to get to the word, the parable of the sower. We shared about this this morning. He's after one thing in your life. If you are a word carrier, that's why the word is called the sword of the spirit. The word is called the shield of faith to quench all the fiery missiles of the enemy. Now here is the, the powerful thing. Mary answered and she asked the deep question. And she said, how will this be possible? Humanly speaking, it's impossible. It cannot happen. It's against the, the law of nature. When God calls you and he has a plan for your life, God always look at the end product. So I need to change my view to God's view. Otherwise, I will die destiny poor. 
that somebody sent you to come and play. I must finish now. Let me finish. Three purposes of Christmas out of Mary's story. Number one, Jesus came, listen, to erase the misconception about God. He came to erase our opinions. Let me help you quickly. A lot of people want a God to support their way that is most convenient for them. They're looking for a convenient God. As long as you don't ask anything from me. God said, I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. You cannot have anything before me. You can have no statue, nothing. And it's not to say if we, that you need to bow before a statue. Your money can be your false God, your, your fame, your ego, your, your whatever you have. God said, I love you. I want you. God sent Jesus to show us what God is really like. What God is really like. If Jesus didn't come to earth, we would never know the God that loves us so much. Because this is what God spoke in Genesis 3. This is what Mary is the chosen vessel to activate the promise. Because you will never know that God loves, redeemed you. He purchased us. He chosen us. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm chosen. He forgave us. And he have a purpose for us. Never forget this. You were never saved only to make heaven. You were saved to impact the world. To make a difference. Second purpose. He came to express his love. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. The Greek has four different words for love. How a husband loves a wife. Lovers love each other. Love children. How friends love each other. Each is a different word. How family love each other. The phileo, the storge, eros. That's what couples have. But all that love failed. God came to show us the agape. The unconditional love. Love that can build you. Love that believe in you. Love that never think about its own Corinthians 13 story. So Jesus is not only the reason for the season you are. Because if it was not for you, Jesus didn't need to come for mankind to pay the price, the highest price that somebody can pay to shed his blood, to be brutally crucified, hit on the back with glass pieces that 
You could see his lungs and intestines from the back. With the crown of thorns on his head. Nail him on the cross. And he hung there and he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. That's love. The whole promise of Genesis 3 depends now on this woman. The seed of the woman. Confused and in question. One thing that I've learned in my short journey you tie to your destiny like a lamb to be slaughtered. If God has an assignment, you cannot run from it. Jonas tried that, and he ended up in a storm. Peter said, I don't know, I'll go fishing. But after Jesus' resurrection, he's there to call Peter. Because he was destined, the same one that said, I didn't know him. To speak in Acts chapter 2, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, what happened? Confusion into question. The angel gave her the key. It's your key tonight. Say, that's my key. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. He said... And the power of the Most High will overshadow you like a shining cloud. And so the holy, pure, sinless thing, offspring, which shall be born of you, will be called the Son of God. And then he said, and listen, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. He said, and this is now the sixth month with her who was called barren. Verse 37. For with God. Somebody say with God. He says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. And then Mary had a choice. Every day is a choice. She can agree with God and work with God, or she can oppose God and work against God. That's why Scripture says we are co-laborers with God. We are in the time frame. You will see a revealing of stuff that's going to happen in 2024 of people working with God. You're going to see the power outbreak and the harvest and you will see the miracles that will happen and this place will be known as the miracle capital. Listen, people, my word, you will see when people work with God, but those that work against God, that God is no longer Lord God, Adonai Elohim, will see a portion that they don't need to experience. Not because of God, but because of the choices. Eve made the choice. 
thorns and thistles came and Cain killed Abel and all the stuff started running wrong from that moment. But here is Mary. She had the choice. And out of the Christ feast, this is the reason. Jesus is the reason for this season. Mary. Then Mary said, verse 38, that's your key to be catapult in dimensions that you've never been in before. That's the key to let go of yourself. To say, God, I want to impact the world. I want to see the dead raised, the sick healed. I want to see demons cast out and the supernatural happen. Nothing happened until that moment, until Mary agree with her word. Then Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me. Not to Elizabeth. Let it be done unto me according to what you have said. And the angel left her. Confusion, question, then surrender. And the angel left her, and the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, and she became pregnant with the one that we celebrate today. God with us, Emmanuel, the Messiah, that's the reason why we have a Christ feast. If it's now in December or whatever people say, that is the reason to restore mankind back in perfect relationship with God, where God is not only God, but where He's Lord God. And then Jesus made the statement. He said, true disciples will be known by this, how they speak in tongues, no how they prophesy, no. How they jabula, no. How good they can preach and sing and prophesy and let rain run down, no. He said to demonstrate the eternal plan of God. By this shall all men know that you are truly my disciples through your love. Ladies and gentlemen, the Christian walk with Jesus is a love walk. It's a walk to let go of yourself. It's a walk to forgive, walk in forgiveness. I spoke on that this morning. Never sleep angry because His promises are new every moment. And tonight, I'm looking for the Marys in this place that said, God, I've got a prophetic promise. I have questions. I'm disturbed. I've got confusion. But tonight, I want to say, let it be done unto the hand servant of the Lord. Maybe, Peter, you're here and you ran away. You were with him in the garden and you no longer, you fish 
And he's calling you, he's pulling you back to say, come back in relationship with me. Religion, one moment, praise you. The next moment, crucify you. Religion, the one moment, loves you. The next moment, hates you. But when you move from religion into relationship, these hundreds of people sitting in this facility tonight, think if we can all say, Lord, let it be done unto the hand servant of the Lord according to your word. Yeah, we will impact the world, change nations of the world, change your neighborhood. Be that mover and shaker and troublemaker for the kingdom of darkness so that his will can be done as it is in heaven and manifest on earth. If you're that Mary right now, we are eight minutes in the Christ feast. This is the most valuable hour that you've ever spent in your life because it can change your life tonight. By one word, let it be done unto the hand servant of the Lord according to thy will. If you're that Mary out of the book of Luke, will you stand to your feet right now to say it's no longer I that liveth. I surrender tonight to God. I give myself away so that you can use me so that you can use me. Jesus. Hundreds of people are standing in the presence of the Father. God never called you to a timid life. He called you to be a person of impact. Called you to that place where you can surrender, where all excuses move. And we can say it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives in and through me. Let's take hands all over the aisles and everywhere where you are. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your night. I'm not asking if you're religious, if you're a church goer, a church member. I ask if you know Jesus. Is he your Adonai? Elohim. If it's only your Elohim, you're in trouble. Because people worship so many gods. He said, I want to be your Lord, your God. That means I hand over, I surrender. When somebody's Lord over you, He rules over you. He speak and you do. He command and you follow. And ladies and gentlemen, the greatest breakthroughs I ever had in my life is when God told me to do something I didn't understand at that moment and I did it and I saw the miraculous happened through the power of the Holy Spirit as you hold the hand of the person just tell the Lord tonight that you surrender. Say, God, forgive me for this whole year past and I neglect 
I was fighting, kick against the pegs of God. But tonight, I sit like a Mary. Let it be done. Say after me. Say, let it be done unto the handservant of the Lord according to your word. Say, Lord Jesus, I let go of my will tonight so that your will can be done. I let go of my kingdom so that your kingdom can come in my life as it is in heaven. Let it manifest on earth in my life. Jesus, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. The power of God's touching certain people. You hear fountains are opening. People are breaking out of limitations. Your pastor's there, welcome. Jesus, just the mention of that name. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. for us. Pastor Peter, come and pray for us and release God's people. You must have a phenomenal day on this 25th of December. Love people. Be with your family. Love them. Share with somebody this great love. How you get people by loving them back to God. 
then you'll be a person that can impact less of myself or of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray. We receive the shalom of God that was manifested to mankind through Jesus Christ who came. And I speak that, I manifest that right now. Lord, as we are strengthened in our hearts and in our spirits by the Word of God, and we celebrate Jesus Christ, the Lord, the Lord. And we thank You, Lord, that we can celebrate You in this world where people choose to celebrate for different reasons. We know why we celebrate because we know what we have in You. And nothing can compare with that. I want to speak a blessed, Christ-filled Christmas season over everyone under the sound of my voice. That we will be carriers of your grace and your mercy. That even in this season, we will be Jesus revealed to others. If they fail to see you in the Word, if they fail to see you in church, let them see Jesus in us. And we honor you for that. Bless us, protect us, take us home, and keep us under the shadow of your wing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.